Hey guys, in this video, we are going to share my screen. Um, we're going to look at the chart of accounts. So to get to the chart of accounts, you're going to go to the gear. Okay. And then under settings, one of the settings is chart of accounts. Okay. So click see your chart of accounts. Okay, so now this is set up um, in a very basic setup, okay? So first of all, remember we talked about in the um, language of bookkeeping that there are the five account types, assets, liability, equity, revenue, and expenses. Now, um, even though we set this up as an S corporation, it did not update the accounts um, for that. Now, when you set up a company initially, like if you're bringing, if you're setting up a client on your own wholesale billing account, um, then typically you're gonna pick what type of business it is at the beginning during the setup process, and we'll go through that. We'll set up a company um, in another section of the, the course when we do um, client setup. But when, when you set up um, your own books, okay, it's not gonna give you that option um, because your chart of accounts is already set. So what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to add some accounts in here to make this work, okay? And if you go back to the language of business, um, we talked about the different equity accounts that you need for the different types of companies. Um, you're going to want to go through and get that, but we'll talk about that a little bit here as well. So first off, there's no bank account. Remember your bank accounts are the most liquid accounts you have. Those would be listed first. There are no bank accounts. Um, there also are no liability accounts. Okay. Um, and we've got, um, we have some basic accounts here, okay? So you're gonna to wanna to kind of scroll through those and make sure that those work for your business, okay? So, um, so the first thing that I wanna do is I wanna add a bank account. So I'm gonna click new. Um, I'm gonna click type of bank is, or type of account is bank, okay? And the detail type is gonna be a checking account. And I'm gonna call this Spark Checking. Okay, so Spark is the name of my bank and the type is checking. Now, um, what you're gonna to wanna to do when you set this up is you're going to want to have from your client, and I'm actually logging in to my Spark account on another screen while we're talking. You need to get the balance as of December 31st, okay, of the previous year. Because whenever you set this up, you need to, if this is a business that was in business last year, you need to set up the client from the beginning of the year. So I'm gonna go into my 2018 statements and my account balance on the last day was 346471. And I'm gonna say that was as of 
And you're going to say, why do I need to do this? Why can't I just start with today? Because um, if this is a client that you're setting up, okay, you're going to need to do catch up for them for the year. Okay. Now, if this is a brand new business that they just started, um, or maybe they started a couple months ago, you could put in that the beginning balance is zero as long as it's within the same fiscal year. Okay. And then catch up their books from the day they open the account until now. Okay. But if the business, you know, a lot of times people, they don't have a bookkeeping system. They're going to come to you. They're going to say, okay, here are my bank statements for the whole year. Um, you know, here are all the transactions and you're going to have to manually put everything in, in order to get them caught up. Okay. So basically the goal is to either start with the balance as of December 31st of the prior year. Okay. Which would be the closing balance on that statement or the opening balance on January 1st. It's the same thing. Um, or you need to put in the date that they open the bank account and say that the beginning balance is zero. Okay. Either way, we've got to get them caught up to today. So I'm going to hit save and close. Okay. Um, and let's see. So notice that when I did that, it put a balance in opening balance equity. Okay. Now I'm actually going to move this. So the system put in an entry. All right. Saying that, let's see, I'm going to edit this. Okay. Actually, let me go through and do that again. So what I did, let me walk you through that because I did that kind of quickly. Okay. Um, you can either go into the checking register or the opening balance equity register. It doesn't matter. Um, let's go in through the check register. The check register put in this entry to opening balance equity. I'm going to move this. Um, to owner's investment. Okay. Um, actually, yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. And it's going to warn you, are you sure you want to do this? I'm going to hit yes. Okay. Um, the reason I want to move it to owner's investment is because I don't want it to sit in um, I don't want it to sit in opening balance equity. I really don't like that account. It's fine for setting things up, but you have to make sure you move things out of there um, when, when you're done setting up or as you're going, you can move things, okay? But you don't, wanna, you don't want things to sit there, okay? Um, and the, the reason for that um, is because Opening balance equity is not an official account in the chart of accounts. It is just there to help you set everything up. And then the amount in that account has to be moved. Okay. So I just kind of like to move things as they occur. Now, if the company you're working with has any outstanding loan balances or credit card balances, you're going to want to set those up as well. So you would do the same thing if you wanted to add a credit card. Um, you would click on new, you would set the account type as credit card. And let me actually go in here and I will add now for credit cards. Um, 
credit cards are a little bit different because it's typically harder to get um, the beginning balance as of you know a certain date um, and that's just because um, typically the closing date is not the end of the month okay so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to go view my statements and I'm gonna get the state, let's see, I'm gonna look at 2018. Uh, let's see, all right, so my statement actually, the closing date on my statement is actually January 3rd. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look at my statement and I'm gonna see if there are any transactions, of course there's a transaction on January 1st. There's one transaction on January 1st and everything else is before. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do with this then. Um, so for this one, and I'm actually, I'm gonna show you guys the statement, okay? So you can see. So here's, remember there might be a little bit of mathing, and in this, there's two different ways you could do this. You could either, um, you could either take the new balance, and we can figure out, you know, we can adjust that balance based off the transactions that happened after December 31st. Or we could put in the previous balance of 1481.78 and then enter all of the transactions for December and that one transaction for January so that we have the correct balance going forward. So it is completely up to you how you do this, okay? What I'm gonna do is I'm going to adjust the new balance, okay, for the one transaction that occurred after that. So my balance, I'm gonna show you how to do this. Bear with me because I'm trying to keep everything on one screen so that you guys can see it all. Okay, so what I'm gonna do, the balance on the account was 1756.60. And if I scroll down on my statement, I have one transaction here for $10.10 on January 1st. So I'm gonna subtract $10.10. So my balance, okay, the balance I'm going to start with on December 31st is $1,746.50. Okay. Now, like I said, if you want, you could put in the beginning balance, okay, of $1,481.78, and then you could enter all of the payments and charges, okay, that would be okay. Um, now remember, you gotta manually enter those, and looking at this, there's, uh, this credit card's not too bad. It's probably about 10, 10, 15 transactions maybe, so it's not a ton to put in, so you could totally do that. You could totally put in all the transactions and, and be fine, okay? It's up to you. Um, I'm just trying to save myself some work. So what I'm gonna do, I'm going to move this, 
Okay, so I'm going to put in that the balance was $17,46.50 as of 12-31-2018. Okay, um, and I'm going to say that this is Capital One credit card. Okay, and I'm going to save and close. Now I know that there is one transaction that I have to put in there. Okay. Um, so I'm going to view register. I'm going to move this since I'm here and we're going to put this to owner's investment. Okay. And the reason I'm putting it to owner's investment is because that would be the account that we would close everything to for the business. Okay, are you sure that you want to do this? Yes, yes I do. Okay, so now I want to add a transaction. So see right here, it says add credit card expense. Okay, so um, most, most banks and credit card companies will only allow you to import um, at the most 90 days worth of transactions. Okay, so since I am in August, I am going to need to manually enter some of these transactions. Um, so since I have my statement open for January, I am just going to put in, I'm going to put in my one transaction and this was, I think that's my Google email. Yep. Okay. Now, I'm gonna put in the payee, it's gonna ask me, do I wanna add Google? Well, yes, I do. And I'm gonna say that Google is a vendor, and it's a vendor, basically your only two options are vendor or client. Um, so if I'm paying them, they're a vendor, if they pay me, they're typically a client. I'm gonna hit save, okay. The charge is $10.10. If you want, you can put in a memo, Typically, I only put in memos um, for things that I don't know where to put them, okay? As, like, I tell my clients to do this. If you don't know where to put something, um, write a memo to tell me what, what it's for. Um, and then for the account, let's see what we have. So I typically like something, this is for my email, okay? Um, so we pay Google for our email hosting. So looking at what we have here, what I would like to put this under is, let's see, you could put this under office supplies and software. That would be okay. Um, let's see. I typically, for my businesses, um, I set up an account called computer and internet expenses because we have so many computer and internet expenses. Um, but if you wanted to, office supplies and software would be just fine. So let's use that. Let's keep it simple. Okay, and I'm going to click save. And now it's entered. Okay, now if you notice, it now says that my balance is $17.56.60. Okay, and that agrees... Let me bring this back down here. That agrees with what is on my statement, okay? And I'll show you guys in another video how to reconcile this, okay? So you would wanna do this with all your bank accounts, with all your credit card accounts. Um, 
you would do the, if you had a bank that did not have a December 31st closing statement, right? So some banks do not use, I don't know why, but they don't use a month end for their close. So if you wanted to, you, you know, you would do the same thing with the bank account. You would either say, okay, I'm going to put in the date. You know, I have one client that their statements close on the 22nd of the month. So I would say that the, um, I could either figure out what the balance was on December 31st if the statement didn't tell me. Okay. Bank statements are a little bit better that they actually show you credit card statements are the ones that don't. Um, but I could either figure out the balance as of 1231 and then put in the rest of the transactions needed to get me to the next closing date in January. Or I could set up the balance as of December 31. Okay, I'm sorry, as of December 22nd, the day the statement closed. And then enter the rest of the transactions for December and all of the transactions on the first January statement, right? And then I can reconcile from there. It's totally up to you what you're most comfortable with. Um, if it's only a couple transactions I have to put in, then I'll just put in a couple. Okay, so back to chart of accounts. Okay. All right, so I've got my checking account. I've got my credit card account. Um, I'm going to fix my equity accounts now. So I'm going to put in new equity. Okay. Um, let's see. So the nice thing is like they have like a lot of different options. So I'm going to add common stock first. Okay. And my balance. So you need to know what the balance would be for that account. And you would get that from the client if it's a, an S corporation. Okay. Um, typically I find with S corporations, it's a thousand dollars, but that's not always the case. Okay. So now that's in there. Okay. Let's see. Um, I'm actually the owner's personal expenses. I'm actually going to edit this and rename it. Okay. Let's see. We're going to keep his owner's equity, but we're going to call it distributions. Now, if you have more than one, um, more than one owner, you would put distributions okay you could either do k ingram distributions or distributions k ingram however you want to do it i'm going to hit save and close okay now we do have more than one owner so i'm going to say new equity owner's equity Um, I don't care how, what you name the accounts, just be consistent. And you can even decide to not be consistent, you know, client to client, but you do have to be consistent inside a client. Okay. So we kind of talked about this in the language of business. You want to make sure that you are, um, 
that you kind of have some ground rules for how you're going to name things. Okay. And so this is kind of how I come up with this um, here. Okay. So you can use whatever naming system you want. Like I said, just be consistent. Okay. So now I have a common stock account. I have a distributions for Jeff. I have a distributions for me. So we are good to go. Okay. All right. So let's see. All right. So I'm pretty happy with this. What I like to do is I like to make sure that my balance sheet is set up. Okay. And then I will, um, I will get everything else kind of set up the income and expense accounts. I'll get those set up as I'm going. Okay. Um, I do want to move this opening balance equity. So I'm going to open a common stock account. Okay. And if you have something split, I'm going to click edit. All right. I'm going to change opening balance equity to owner's investment. Save and close. It's giving me the warning. That's okay. And go back to chart of accounts. Okay. So right now I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. Okay. Um, is that if there's anything that you know you're going to need for a client, you can add it in now. Um, but typically what I do is I kind of look to see, are there things that, um, are there things that I know that I need? Okay. Are there things I know I'm not going to use? So for example, like reimbursable expenses, I know I'm not going to use that. So I'm just going to make it inactive. Okay. Um, you know, we do not, we do not bill our clients for expenses. So billable expense income, I'm going to make that inactive. Okay. So if I, I know that there are things I'm not going to use. Okay. Um, uncategorized asset. I know I'm not going to use, I'm going to make that inactive. Uh, yeah. Online banking uses uncategorized assets. So it won't let me get rid of that. It drives me crazy. Um, okay. But everything else kind of looks all right. And a lot of times what I'll do with a client is I'll actually go through like after I've done their first year of books, if I don't use an account at all, um, then I'll typically make it inactive. I try to keep their books as clean as possible. But so that's the chart of accounts. If you have any questions, um, feel free to leave a comment below or um, put a question in the Facebook group and we will get that answered for you in the Q&A. All right. Thanks, guys.